conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash Girls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash Girls. Sign up today. I just came back from the salon, and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. (laughs) Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time (laughs) with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Believable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. My family crest isn't just a legacy, it's also a toothpaste. (laughs) This dress was 70% off at Marshall's. That's all I got. (laughs) 
my god, that might be one of my all-time favorites. That's like a kind of like a non sequitur. Like I feel like Sonia Tremont Morgan mm-hmm. of the Upstate Morgans would really Upstate Tremonts rather would really love that tagline. You guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think it's like sixty-eight-ish. There might be a sixty-nine in there somewhere. Oh my god, we're rated explicit for a reason. Um, guys, it's Andy's Girls, and I'm so happy to welcome to the Upper East Side People's Couch none other than James LaRosa. And James LaRosa, I'm going to just read to you um, who you are. I don't know. Please tell me. I'm going to tell you. It's kind of amazing. I can't wait to like add this to your LinkedIn if it's not there already with like a giant Hollywood star. (laughs) Executive producer and Emmy Award nominated writer James LaRosa, creator and showrunner of Hit the Floor, season four of which just premiered on BET, who in addition to leading his all-female writer's room this season directs and acts in three episodes. Oh, my God. I want to bang that guy. Right? I 100% yeah. want to have sex with him. <laughs> this will <laughs> be the shortest and You guys, ever. Go, stay tuned Bye, for the, the video after show. <laughs> it's just going to be us making sweet, sweet love. Um, James LaRosa, I mean, this is phenomenal. Like, kudos to you. So you're, you created your own fucking show, which is now season four on last BET. Night. Yeah, it premiered last night. And what I do is I, I stay awake and look at all the social media afterwards. <gasps> so I didn't, I was like up until five. We were tra- we were number one in the U.S. <gasps> and number two in the world. Shit. And we've been gone for like a year and a half, two years. Like, we're, the fans are, our fans are awesome. Oh my God. So what is that experience like? Because I have to tell you, I just looked at my iTunes reviews a hot second ago and I was thrilled to see some people giving some really specific opinions. I mean, what does that feel like when you're watching, you know, your social media explode from a product that you created? How do you respond to both like the mozzles and the like, how dare you do this to someone You're the worst person in the world. How does that work? Well, when the show first came out, it was all positive which to me it it was like everything was like oh my god this is great i love it this is wonderful and if i saw one thing that was even mildly negative i was like oh like it was very unusual and so and so but we so we've been gone for about a year and a half and so coming back Mm. uh we had to like all the all the actors options had it had, had had expired. Like we had to reassemble the cast and, mm. and some people didn't want to come back. And so when the show comes back and looks a little bit different because one or two people aren't there, I have now for the first time experienced a little bit of the like, how dare you? The, yeah, it's, I, I have a very friendly persona online, which is actually my persona, except on this, podcast where yeah, I'm, we're, I will be saying gonna, fuck and yeah, and all that yeah, love awful, it. awful Twat, stuff. stupid, yes, dumb whore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. We're friendly. Um, yay. But um, the, the, uh, so, it, but, but in general, I'm a nice guy. So I think people generally know not to come for me, but there are people who are like, how could you not bring that person back? You know, you, how could you, you know, you need to go and offer them all the money in the world to bring them back. <gasps> and I'm just like, I, <laughs> Oh my god! I was like, we, we we wanted them back. If you want, if you're upset, I'm here. Do you here's res- their phone number. Do you respond <laughs> to those people? Because I've had people like shitting on me about some of the things that I've said about Bethany, I, and I don't know whether or not to respond. I'm like, in, I will tell you, in general, I don't respond because I feel like if someone's really coming for me, I, as a writer, I know that I could shut them down in six words. Yeah, but um, but I don't partially because I know a lot of people do that just for attention, mm-hmm. um, and also because. When they say 
fuck you, bring this person back, I'm so outraged. I have to kind of go, I hook them in the beginning. Like, they're they're this passionate because they really love the show. Love the show. Which is actually a backhanded compliment. It, it, and sometimes that backhand goes right across my face. <laughs> and I'm like, ow, oh, bitch, take off your ring first. <laughs> but uh, but certainly, but there, there were, like, maybe once or twice. Like, I had somebody say something to me about, like, you take these um, new actors and then you put them on the show and then you discard them like trash. And I'm just like, well, first of all, they, <laughs> they, they were new actors who got an opportunity. So isn't that great? And I, you can't like kidnap somebody and say, discard you must perform. Them like trash. I mean, I so they watch like a Shonda Rhimes show. I mean, people have an arc and sometimes your arc is long and sometimes it's not, but and, I'm sure they're happy. They had the job. And sometimes they would rather, like they would rather do something else. And, and, and that sucks. And a couple of them were popular characters. I mean, they're all popular characters, but uh, if they, yeah, it, the, I have certainly a lot of power on the show, and I yeah. think, and, and I do. As you read my five-hour-long bio, yeah, which so I will say I did not write. So in my defense, I didn't write it. that. Um, I do a lot on the show. Like I, I'm, I'm directing. I'm writing. I'm so because I do all that stuff. People just think that I guess I, I can. They must think that I can really, literally, just force people to do like you will work for me. You will sign this contract. You will enjoy <laughs> this car. Whatever it is. Um, I have to think that probably people on the scope of Shonda or like they must get it so much more. Um, but it's also so interesting because I feel like that's sort of the nature of where TV is moving these days where it's it, I feel like as someone who doesn't work in that universe, it feels a little bit like the writer showrunner producer director is now one person this all-knowing all-powerful wizard of oz style being and not to say that you don't have a lot of great support but is that draining i mean how do you survive no, i mean I I, you do i love it yeah i basically well because i'm kind of a control freak and oh also, love ditto I, and and as I, the reason why i i think the reason why i have my own show is because sometimes i would i would be either offered other things to work on or be like, Oh, you should go work on this. This person's behind it. And I just would like, I don't be like, I just don't like the show. Mm. I, I don't like the, the characters don't interest me. Whatever. I didn't, I was like, if I'm going to write for a show that I'm passionate about, I'm just going to have to write it myself. Um, and so that's why I created hit the floor because I was like, I want to write these kind of people. I like this kind of stuff. This is my sort of, I mean, it's very soapy. It's very sexy. There's so much like I, mm. you know, side eye and shade and mm. like little like one liners and stuff. It's super gay. Uh, mm. It's all my favorite things, all your favorite things. Um, but it's, it's also like, it's very female empowering. It's very, um, but yet it's sports. It's like the guys are like amazing on the show. Just, eh, I wanted all of that, and I wasn't going to get that on a show that was like a procedural set in New York, where you're trying to like figure out who killed. The, I don't, yeah, like I don't who got care. raped every Tuesday at and, nine. And here's the right. forensic. Now we have to go and do a close up of the fingerprint. Right. I'm like, ugh. Bring Wait, a book. So tell me about the show. Like, give the listeners. So hit the floor is a behind the scenes kind of underbelly of professional basketball. And so you see it's about the dancers, the ballers, the owners, agents, like all those sort of people. Um, And so we get to to sort of dramatize and make entertainment a lot of the crazy shit that goes on in professional sports and also entertainment. So um, and they – everyone sleeps with each other. Everyone tries to kill each other. Everyone tries to take each other's jobs. Everyone – it's – 
it's juicy. It's, I mean, it's, it's How did you we're come known up for bombshells, basically. Die for it. How did you come up with the idea, with the concept? The net, so our, our, the network that we started on was VH1. Right, and they right. had a couple of shows that they were having success with. One was Basketball Wives. Oh my God. Reality show. Die Still for on. Basketball Wives. Still on. Jackie Christie. Big fan of Hit the Floor. We love Jackie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Um, she is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite Jackie Christie moment is a moment that I think was on like, I was like digging up one day. I was like looking at old YouTube videos of Jackie Christie, just as one does on like a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And it was like a video of her giving a tour of her home on like ET or something. And she had a poster of the Mona Lisa and she literally said like, this is our art collection. Mm-hmm. And it was a framed poster, just like a, like a gift store. Right. But I just loved the balls of being like, yeah, this is real. You guys right. like, fight, fight me. Right? <laughs> 100%. She will claw you to death. So amazing. So they, so VH1 had a big hit with so, Basketball Wives, so Basketball Wives, Miami, bas- LA, all that. So yeah. So they had Basketball Wives, which is a reality show. They had Single Ladies, which was a soap. And they were like, what? Oh, if- I don't know Single Ladies. It, um, it was a very, um, it was successful for them. It was like, it was kind of like a sex in the city, uh, oh, their sassy. version of that. Okay, great. Um, and, uh, and they thought, Oh, what, what if you had like a soap behind the scenes of basketball? And so then they called me because I basically write almost exclusively like these just sort of ballsy women and, and, in a soap in basketball, you're going to be through the eyes of the dancers and that whole thing. So, um, and so I pitched the show and actually I, um, in all of the years that I, you know, it sounds like a lovely bio and it's what an accomplished man that James yeah, is. Oh my God. It was, it was a long haul. It was a struggle. I didn't just sort of, I mean, I, I, I think I broke out, broke out. I'm, I, I can't do a pregnant pause on something like this. Cause you're just like, did this thing turn <laughs> off? But when I, when I start, I mean, I was young when I was young to get into a writer's room years ago and I thought, Oh, this is how it's going to be. I'm just going to go from room to room to room. And that wasn't what happened. Like my, my road was uh, more of a journey. Uh, okay. and so by the, Oh my God, I've, I've already lost the point of my story. What no, ha- but you were on a journey and on, they yes, went to you and, by, uh, and, and your experiences led you to this moment kind of deal that you had been done. You'd done like, you've been like a workhorse. You've done a lot of different, God, you know, I feel like that wasn't my point. James, oh my God, 4 James social media. however, I can detour very quickly yeah, and into say, it. um, that it was, yeah. I mean, so I really was, uh, because I wrote, so many sort of I, that was not my point james no you can do it james i believe in you I'm you're a my way very back. And then I'm accomplished listen to this again. producer so you i guess that was my had, point my yeah, point was that was. as accomplished as that was it was not like it wasn't like i just took an elevator and got my own show like it was right i guess maybe that was my final destination. and also that you could have continued to work on other shows but you wanted to create is this the first time that you've created like your own tv it's show? not the first uh well it's the first time i have had produced and run my own show um and it's been it's allowed me to do things that i never really thought i would do such as direct i wasn't one of those people that was like i have this like vision to direct like when i was in uh, i went to syracuse university yeah and and i was in a position to direct something and it was like a shot like it was like a it it wasn't even like a short Mm -hmm. it was like a reverse like here's the one thing and here's the other side and oh, wow. like when we showed it in the class like my camera equipment was like in the reverse like it was just so poor like it was oh I, my god i wasn't spielberg and so it wasn't something i ever really wanted to do but through the show and being on set constantly um it, it was just something that i kind of 
picked up a little bit and yeah. I really love working with the actors and I'm very specific about the story and what I want to happen. So direct is something that I've been able to do. And now I've directed more episodes of the show than anyone. Um, now I'm acting on the show, which <gasps> is ridiculous. Who are you playing? Uh, I play a character named Pierce. Oh, who, so into um, it. Super he, into it. He was on at the end of season three. I did one scene and I said, I, I need this scene that I do to be... Like, if I have to, like, cut it the hell down, I was like, I can't be that guy that brings a show down. Like, I can't just be, like, terrible, hi, I'm here to be on the scene, this is great. <laughs> so I was like, we'll see how I do, and I, I need it to be a place that I can possibly, you know, do some editing. But it actually turned out well um, enough that they humored me, and so now I'm back. Uh, I do a few episodes this season. So my character is um, a... He's gone from a reporter. He's sort of like, um, uh, he just, he, he digs for dirt. And now he's, it. now he's kind of a, uh, a, a, a warehouse of everybody's secrets. And so I know basically everything about everyone or I can find it out and I wind up, I mean, I'm useful to people who like to cause damage on the show and basically everyone on the show wants to cause damage. That's amazing. And so it must be such a different experience to be like directing, obviously, you know, show running and then acting with like these people. And, but you're their boss. It's well. And yeah, it's so the, I love my cast and and I <clears throat> I think what goes around comes around. I'm really supportive. I feel of them in terms of what they're trying to do in a scene yeah. and even what they do in their lives. And so we're all very close. And so when it was my turn to get in front of the camera, mm. I, I mean, I had uh, Kat Bayless and McKinley Freeman who play Kyle and Derek on the show. We're sitting in my director's chair oh. giving me tips. Oh my God. And hyper but like in a sweet way, not like oh, in a dickish totally. way. No, 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 no. I mean, and it was like, it was, it was cause you can't see yourself on camera and as much as you, you know, you just, you know, when you like, you hear your voice and like, that's terrible. Like now you're like seeing yourself and it's, you yes. can pick it apart, but no, they were fantastic. And, um, and it has taught me, I think the more you like directing taught me how to be a better writer. Acting has taught me how to be a better director and writer. Like it's the more I do, the more I just, I, the more I want to do this sort of interesting thing. You've brought up a few times that it's kind of like soap inspired. Now that's something that Andy Cohen has said inspired him to co-create Real Housewives, starting with Real Housewives of OC. Wait, inspired? Does Andy listen to? Uh, here's my question. Before, oh my god, really, I, tell me everything. They, do they like uh, have? I'm always. Here's the thing. I love and hate many of every single person that's on all of these housewives shows, yeah, yeah, but I also perfect... want them to love me. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's a perfect me. emotion. So, like, do you ever just go, "Oh my god," like uh, Kelly Dowd is. Dodd, dad, whatever. She's <laughs> she's such a see you next Tuesday, and then you're like, oh, she heard it, and she's not no. Happy Kelly Dodd, Kelly Dodd's first season, I was like, she is a stupid bitch. She is mean. She is awful. She's evil. I want mm -hmm. her fired. I want her fired now. I yeah. hated her. And there was the opportunity. I think at one point to no, I had been corresponding or something with her team about interviewing her. Cut to her next season when I sort of like fell in love with Kelly Dodd because she had a nice made that leap. I am still <laughs> in the. Still I hate her. her. Yeah. But like, don't you think her, like, no. saying that I don't her... know what your question is, but no. no. I'm so into this. Oh, my God. <laughs> don't you think that, like, the journey that she was on, she seemed to calm down a little bit, aside from her mommy shaming Megan King Edmonds. She calmed down a little, and also her looking at her husband and saying, like, you are not enough made me 
sort of die for her because I was like, here is a woman in a situation. Her husband is essentially the sole breadwinner, right? Or like he was retired from some sort of like baby electronics business or something like baby SATs. I have no idea what the fuck. Something. I like looked it up and then I like stopped caring. Baby SATs. Like 100% like baby peace at. Like I don't know what the fuck they were doing. Like learn how to crawl over to that pencil and learn how to fill in a bubble. Um, So I, but I just kind of like felt something for her. I just. I feel nothing. You feel nothing. Do you hate her? I, I, I feel like, but see, actually, uh, OC is my uh, least favorite. It's, it's the, so what I started watching it, I didn't start from the beginning of all of them. I okay. started in the beginning of Beverly Hills, the beginning of okay. Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came later to OC and to New York. New York is my number one. I love Obviously. it. Obviously. It's the only acceptable answer. It's, it's, James it's, well, and I, I, and having listened, I believe we also, we might have the same favorite. Oh, who was my favorite on New oh, York? Well, but I've, actually, maybe it changes. Each okay. episode, you're like, I love this person. <laughs> Terrible. I, I actually don't remember. No matter did what I... is said or what is yeah. done, I can't get off the Bethany train. <gasps> I'm obsessed with Bethany Frankel. Okay, James LaRosa. There's so much that we need to talk about. Okay, so you. I love that. Here's how we know that Kelly Dodd is like. We're like, who? We totally moved on from her. Yeah, hundred percent. We're like, don't you? Didn't your heart feel? Okay, Bethany. So. What are your thoughts? Because I do want to get your thoughts on OC, which is premiering, I believe, next week, this oh, upcoming sorry. Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so sad because have you seen the trailer for the upcoming season? So they were supposed to release the trailer and then they didn't. And they like delayed it. And allegedly it was because they had to recut it because it was such a mess. Have you seen it? No. It's it's a voiceover that's like, they used to hate each other, but now everyone's friends. And that's the whole trailer. It's like them being drunk and slipping and someone has plastic surgery at the end. But there's no actual drama. And allegedly that is what is coming this season. That because Tamara and Shannon decided to befriend Vicky again mm-hmm. on the last episode of last season's reunion. Right. That that means there's really, they have two new cast members. Nobody knows a lot. One of them filed for divorce. I want to say this week or it came invested. out right i know <laughs> <He's not invested. laughs> but there's someone what, that like their marriage fell apart on camera and their new cast members so i'm in, i'm into that but okay. aside from that let's, there's let's not that. there's not a lot there's no cancer gate this season no, so i actually, don't know what's that's in front when of I started us. when i started watching uh, this this will sound like i'm getting too real but i'm not i started watching the oc when my own mother had cancer and there was oh. she would watch it in her in the room that she was in yeah and th- on, on the show they were and i'd already watched real housewives before i've just yeah, avoided yeah. the oc i just think i saw vicky and i was like i'm good it's a lot it's yeah. a lot of white fake boob everything is sadness like, everything is beige right and it's a bad blonde it's not a good blonde and they're and it's uh, I'm across insulted the board by yeah, across no. the, i'm insulted <laughs> by their they're taunting us every <laughs> so brass uh but but when i saw like oh well he says he has cancer but i don't think he does and i was like what kind of monster women will say that the person doesn't have cancer and i started watching i'm like oh my god they're fucking right he doesn't have cancer and so i was hooked and i was like this is interesting and i did like heather I yeah. know she's divisive. Some people don't like Heather, what have you. Um, Heather's complicated. She's she's complicated, but at least she's interesting. I mean, I'm not going to go back to what's her nuts, but uh, wait, but who I, is what's her nuts? Kelly. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait, why don't you love Kelly? You just hate her. You don't, I, don't you think that there's been a little bit of character growth? She's a broken bird, but she's not as broken as, like, Kim Richards. Here's like, the thing. I think she's learning of, how to fly with half of a wing. A lot of these women are half broken, half tanks, which I think is what makes them great housewives. Like, yeah. you talk about, not that Jackie Christie is a housewife, but you have to be a strong personality. She's in order indomitable. To, yeah. yeah. So on these shows, everyone is broken, yet everyone is strong, and you need to find some sort of bridge where you go they're compelling for kelly i i the the whole friendship with vicky was so like producer like you could just see there was a producer going she has no one to talk to on this show i need you to kind of go up to her and really befriend her and mm. you're going to be buddies at the beginning right. or, or that was her i don't know she's gonna, I'm gonna get like hate mail but or she's like i need to talk to this person because like that friendship was like immediate and suspect when kelly came on the show kelly and vicky right it felt like there had to have been some sort of arrangement similar to sort of dorit and lvp aside from lvp's relationship with pk on beverly hills that there was a little you bit know, of like that only, you have to be an alliance I'm, I'm interested in my friendship with you really because of your husband <laughs> right? that's which fucked is, up which was so fucked up but like so true right and didn't you just go i just put a little more calgon in your bubble bath and right like, i'm just gonna soak it <laughs> Um, but so, but my point is really that OC, I Kelly to me, it was just mean. And you're going to sit there and be like putting food in front of someone who's died. I know that. Oh my God. Take another bite. I like fucking with her. Right. And if you're like cunning, like talking about like Lisa Vanderpump, I find her to be, uh, cunning. It's my own opinion. I know no one else feels that way about her, that she's (laughs) diabolical, (laughs) but even when she's like coming at you yeah. it's entertaining and it's also intelligent whereas right. kelly i mean kelly likes a poop and fart joke so kelly's kelly's there you go. that's her tagline right i no, like it... a poop and fart. that'll be her tagline this year <laughs> it, is. it can't be any worse than tinsley's though right what was tin oh i like room service or uh, something why order room service right. why when you can cook why, why cook when you can order room service it, and i was like that's just a sentence we took more time trying to remember her tagline <laughs> than they took writing it to begin with i know can you imagine the fact that they record a couple taglines and that was the one that they and everybody best. else's is great. And can we talk about do we, when? Do you ever pay? Um, do you ever pay attention? I've listened. I know you guys pay attention <laughs> to everything. Uh, the music. I am queer for the actual music of the theme songs. Yeah, it's like Muzak, don't you think? And, but just the style. Like you've got the Beverly Hills, like bloom, 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 bloom. like it's all like <laughs> doop, doop, walking down the street. But uh, but that's why New York is better because it's like darn, we're rocking and rolling here on the streets of New York. <laughs> Um, They're not fucking around in New York City. It's the not, I don't just say this as like a New York City resident. I say this as a viewer. I just as genuinely as a person with eyes, as a person with eyes and ears. I just genuinely think that New York brings everything at all times period every episode period. even yes. when it's a floater episode they are giving me so much because it was so well cast and they have people have gone up and down you know Lou's been demoted full-time part-time whatever it just has the central relationships between these women have always been fucked because there's a diff, there's a certain kind of like high society kind of sitch in new york city not to say that these women were high society they were like medium. they're richer than me well i mean like well look at how much fucking money ramona has ramona has That's, i, I always wonder where always it came wonder. from i well, i also wonder really what they have because i'm kind of like definitely where the, where it comes from what you do and i pay attention to the show and i'm like she had a like pinot grill okay but somehow you're like wait and she owns seventeen thousand corporations in dubai like what i really right have- how is it well ramona i mean the pinot grigio was a hobby it was a, a, a reason for her to be able to drink pinot grigio mm-hmm. like 
like mm-hmm. through the vein. Like it was a reason for her to go to a party and be like, I brought my own Pinot Grigio. Let me just open it for everybody. But I'm going to drink it myself with an XL straw. That's like why it's... I started my cocaine business. Right? Yeah. I mean, it just. <laughs> I like it when it's already in my friends' houses when I show up. Right, I don't want to have like to. you like a certain kind. With a label it's on it. It's so nice. Right. And, like, you can be in charge of the packaging. Exactly. I'm super into it. Um, <laughs> it also has skinny in the title. Right. <laughs> skinny Coke. That might be what's in Skinny Girl. Maybe that's why Whole Foods discontinued Skinny Girl a couple years back. Because mm. there was that just that little just element that of extra, cocaine. Just that extra hint. <laughs> hint of something. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why Dorinda and John Modestian just really enjoy Bethany's business ventures they're laced with cocaine dude bethany the, the, the dorinda bethany thing this season to me is uh, I, well i don't know i feel like we could probably talk a thousand hours about new york and i'm ready yeah no i'm into it is this however a, are you okay to do a 7, oh yeah hour no 100 and i've had guests on the show that like take me on a journey and i'm right here with you so you have we have to go back a second so you said that you're stand for bethany so have yeah. you watched bethany did you watch bethany ever after did you watch bethany getting no, married you're only no. okay so you are only so new york how, which is th- interesting this is how late I came to the game in New York because I I thought just from just from whether it was commercials or clips or whatever I had seen I thought New York is too kind of uptight New York Mm, as a city wasn't giving me a personality yeah like Beverly Hills is trap I mean I live it's 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 colorful. It's it is. Whatever. It's colorful. It's Jersey fluffy. has its, its own effervescent. New York, I just kind of felt like a bunch of white ladies. Nah, not that they're not all a bunch of white ladies. Except Atlanta, and I love me some Atlanta. But um, the, and Potomac, but, which you don't watch but need to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need to do on the plane on the way back um, to LA. So, uh, the, but so for New York, I came into New York through Bethany because I was watching the show skimming around whatever you know they do those marathons all the time where yeah they just, i love they them. always get you always. oh my god every time and it was bethany saying it was the whole thing in the berkshires where she was going at luann i mean i'm I, i've i'm that new but then yes. i've downloaded um where she was like you're a whore you'll fuck anything you yes. know like white drag queen like all that shit yeah and then so everything bethany said was hilarious and, I, and i'd heard about her for a while obviously and so i was like why and i'm like instagramming like i'm like why hasn't anyone told me about this woman this is my spirit animal whatever and then I think, okay, that's going to be the high. And then the next season was fucking amazing. And then this season is fucking amazing. Like, it's just, I'm waiting for the dip. And there it really hasn't isn't, happened. There really isn't a dip. There was maybe a dip the first season after they fired Alex Kelly and somebody, and Cindy Shubak, who nobody cared about. Um, when they did some recasting and it was like Aviva with the fucked up leg. leg. That wasn't great. I mean, they gave us Heather Dubrow, whom I die for. Um, Wait, but Heather was OC, right? Oh, did I say Heather Dubrow? Sorry, Heather Thompson, uh-huh. who I died for with um, Yummy Tummy and mm-hmm. Kristen Takeman with Pop of Color, who's a model. And they were great additions, but it, you felt like you wanted that like, OG. Where's Bethany? Right. Well, <laughs> you wanted that OG spirit. So when she came back, it was a huge moment, certainly for Real Housewife fans. I mean, I remember when they announced the news in like the Bravo website, I want to say, what got like shut down because the traffic was so crazy. Like mm-hmm. it was staggering. Are you, how are you feeling? about the bethany and carol but uh, but bethany carol i mean i know you probably talked about this a billion times i could talk about it all day every day bethany carol but also bethany versus everyone in general because they smell blood in the water and and now you're watching the show and bethany's like i sense it i know they're like everybody is circling her like this is our chance to just fuck her up i think bethany made a mistake when she started to try to produce 
why Carol was mad at her uh-huh. or try to produce in conversations with these women when they were shooting that, oh, you know, Carol looks sad. Why do you think that is? She was trying to, like, give a little wave to the editors in saying, like, here's something I can give to you. Like, insert shots of Carol looking sad and woeful here. Mm-hmm. And it didn't entirely work out. And I think that Bethany is a person who needs one to three very good best friends and she treats them the way that she does. And she has expectations of how that friend, she's like driving the train. Mm -hmm. And when someone else says, you know, I've been a passenger in this for a while, it's been kind of a bumpy ride. I'd like to take the wheel. She isn't as interested in, you know, like continuing that journey together. And I don't think, I think that whatever happened with Bethany and Carol off camera, whether or not it was related to Adam and Bethany wanting Adam to like work for free to do whatever in Houston or whatever the fuck, which is like, to me, you know, I'm an events consultant. Essentially, it's a glorified freelancer. You can't ask somebody to work for free unless there's some other, it's just complicated. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't mean that Adam's a bad person for saying he couldn't afford to like go to take photos. But also do you believe that story? I don't believe any version of that story. I don't believe the Bethany, the, I don't, I don't know. The whole thing just happened. I, it's, I don't know. And I think that's why it's really interesting to watch. I think think some other shit had to have gone down. Like, sudden like because everything that they say to me makes sense what bethany says makes like you think i would just call you and just start shitting all over adam like right. what that doesn't make sense well you know that that, that doesn't make sense well, of course that uh, well why would i suddenly of course like each of the things that the, and i follow them on twitter like my my passion um is to after an episode when I say follow, I don't mean I actually follow them because no, they're exhausting. Like, yeah, no, no, no. But you like but look I, through their feeds. I go through because I'm like now, like, because I just want them to, uh, whether they like something that yeah, someone else and says Dorinda that's awful. and Carol go all in on Twitter specifically. Dorinda this season, sh- Dorinda's having a season that to me is a little like Erica this past season oh, on housewives which is too dark or too which is disconnected they're both fan fa- I, to me i love dorinda yeah i, I, I dorinda. think they're they're fan favorites but there's some there's like a moment where you lean a little too forward mm-hmm. yeah and the audience starts to go wait this isn't the exactly the person like she's being ex- she's being extra like i feel like these seasons for them they were a little extra um, and so now you're kind of like, I'm, I seem a little bit more like pushback on Dorinda this season, um, on social, uh, than I have in the past. Cause she's fun. She's drinks and she's Christmas. But now people are like, mm, how many times are you going to thank you for that? What do you think of written invitation? Like, so, uh, Dorinda, I feel like is a little, what do you think about Dorinda versus Sonia? Whose side are you on? <laughs> it's so hard. They're both so talented in so many ways. Um, Here's one of the reasons why New York keeps me entertained is because I both enjoy them and I also wonder why they're on the show at the same time. Like <laughs> why I, they're on the show because they're risking so much by being on it, or like why why what their point is. Like I, I, Sonia to me is somebody who I, I don't like. I'm, I'm looking for the depth, and I'm just it, it just it's nonsense talk, and I'm like wh- I don't understand why any of these women would be friends with that person uh similarly I, I like ramona to me i know she's like in the pantheon and all that stuff but i find her to be exhausting right. and yet at the same time like i mean how like when they like go on vacation they do the whole like bedroom i'm just like i sort of light them all on fire i'm just like i can't 
Like, oh my like, god, one of my favorite moments is when they go on vacay and have to choose a bedroom. Uh, I love it because so Ramon is such a dick. It's, I like. I'm so. I would be so stressed out. I would be so. And then stressed they ask, out. Oh, "How are you still friends with Ramona? She's doing all these terrible things." And they say, "Well, she just finds this way to apologize." I was like, "I could never be friends. Never. I want Ramona to like call me." Because yeah. I feel like she and I could really have something, but I also, <laughs> I also like kind of want to hold her head underwater for just like a like a few. That, mm, that's no, no, too that's far. good. That's, too that's far. good. Kristen probably tried when she got hit in the face with a, a glass, a cup by Ramona a couple seasons ago, a, a wine glass. Um, so, what did you watch the earlier seasons though, though of uh, New York, or did you start with Berkshire's I, County? I started later, and then I would start to. So, like, I I was not there for the Bethany kelly oh and then i went back to the bethany kelly yes i'm here you're down here scene that i watch still over and over because i find it on youtube is is the scene where they're having like the 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 attempt at the makeup where they're uh at jill's oh for her charity for the arthritis charity she's like oh she gets just go talk in my and and go talk in the other room and i'm watching kelly who seems crack not seems i mean well i'll say seems because it's kind of like how you say allegedly right right seems cracked out of her mind and she's saying all this like bethany stop stop <laughs> you're in that beautiful dress and then i'm seeing bethany going what what the fuck does my dress have to do with it right but she, I, like Beth, that that scene is actually why i will forever love bethany because what bethany does that i wish i could do in my life yeah is Someone to spew 18 levels of nonsense and then like matrix style, more nonsense over here. And then now you're loop de loop and you're like, suddenly, where am I? Bethany will remember every fucking step along the way, break it down and not let you get away with it and turn it so that you're like, you realize I'm paying attention. Like, I don't need you to direct this conversation. And I didn't, I don't need you to like me. And like anything that you'd, you'd have a conversation, you'd like, I'll let that slide. Or maybe they didn't mean that. She will lock, like she'll lock into everything. Like a tiger. And she's like, anything that you say that's even 50% inaccurate, I'm going to just expose and shred and go. And, and I think it must require a lot of energy to be Bethany. Um, But uh, I just, I can't help but love it. And actually, Carol seems rational and normal to me, and I still find myself going, take her down. Like, I don't know why. Really? You want to take down Carol? I... Because Ca- you're that much of a Beth. And then this I go on Carol's Twitter, and she's all, like, you know, anti-Trump. And I'm like, okay, I can't I can't come at you too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bethany, to me, at certain points this season, feels a little bit, like... Off the rails. Ta- uh, she, Bethany, to me, this season feels a little bit like Taylor Swift, where she knows what she has at risk if that makes any sense so she's not going to be as honest as she could be ordinarily mm-hmm. and carol feels a little bit more like this is a terrible comparison like demi lovato on mm-hmm. a little bit where she's like a little spicier and she's going to be like a little bit more like no this is what it is like this is what's happening i don't think that's like a perfect fit of a of a um comparison but i just think bethany at a certain point isn't She's both above the rest of the housewives and kind of below them, too, because at least Carol is showing even an ounce more of her personal life than Bethany is. Mm -hmm. And I know that some of that is because of her custody thing and Bryn and because of her crazy, you know, situation with the ongoing lawsuit against Jason Hoppy. There's like there's not a lot of room there. But I also feel like she thinks that she's above it in in a way that isn't as fun as it used to be to watch her on the show it is it is 
it is a th- there is an element of the season that is a super bummer for that reason because last season was so fun and Mexico trip and mm. all that oh stuff. Oh my god, like, it there was, was so good. It was messy, but it was good. This season, it's high drama. So, it's, and that's why I think New York works is that it 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 uh, you could just see them laughing again next season even right. though they're saying like oh we'll never rebound i mean how many times has bethany said we i will never speak to you again insert right. name here sonia whatever anybody Sonya. next thing you know right. it's, it's 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 fine it's what so but this season it does feel a little bit more of a bummer i actually like dorinda and bethany together and uh and carol and bethany i like but they're kind of like you know they weren't really bringing the party. Right. As like well, a Carol, Carol was always passive to Bethany. Bethany was always like the alpha and Carol mm-hmm. was beta. Now Carol's trying to be alpha on her own. And Tinsley is, is beta. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. What do you think about Tins being added? Um, I actually, I like her because she's not, uh, she's not bad that's a weird thing to say but you know there's always like one bad one yeah i like on new york this season because like like like, like what, what's her nuts god I, i'm trying to remember her name but she was like Jules? yes Super i'm fin. half i'm half jewish and half asian right she was just asian every and jewish episode, every day full time every episode full time. i was like it, w- there's nothing else there right do you like cheese tell me anything <laughs> else about yourself right. um at least tinsley for some reason feels like she kind of fits in and is different than the others so i like her um, would I say she's my favorite? No. Um, although I heard she's gotten her hair cut, which is great. Tinsley? I think she's... Is she, it straight she, now? She, I think she's done a little something to it, maybe. Okay, uh, but if you're great. asking me, I know I'm wrong because I know you know. <laughs> I was saying before we started, I was like, I've listened. I feel like I just don't want to drown on this podcast because I feel like, remember that side, that Cobb salad that Luann had that one time? And I'd be like, oh, shit. Um, but uh, Tinsley, I can bear. Like the wedding dress when she's like, those are my Oh my God. When she was crying with her mother while looking at a photo of like, what is it? An egg? What the fuck am I even looking at? And I have a like lady, I have a lady factory happening. That's like allegedly in working order. Like Uh it was so. We'll find out after the. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) Um, It was just so good because I actually thought that there's some moments that are manufactured. Like I do think that the wedding dress idea was manufactured. I don't Mm -hmm. think that they would necessarily be doing that. I also think that they were both so desperate to be on camera, Mm -hmm. like to give good TV. I like that you say both. Oh no, Dale is a hundred percent. all in she's all in and i appreciate that because i know it's nuts i think they think it's nuts but i do think like the call with the guy the doctor that's like freezing her eggs while it's weird that it was happening because she needed to like pay her bill or something which is completely stupid i do think them crying over it i actually think that was 100 percent real so uh, the the wedding dress part of it to me was very wacky friends seen it before i was kind of like okay but the but so because there was so much other crazy happening in the episode, I was kind of like checking my watch, like, okay, TikTok on, you know, right, when, right, right. when does like Phoebe bust in with, right. the, you know, <laughs> so, but once then it became about the, these are my babies. I thought that was real and preposterous. And the, and we talk about like jewels. Yeah. Mine is sticking some cutlery in a fucking quiche or whatever, but whatever <laughs> that was in a calzone. Oh, I don't remember so what the awkward. fuck she did besides basically she was trying have, not to eat and, and like, trying not to um in this relationship with her husband trying to kind of convince herself that it was something that wasn't like hot like a hyper drag to watch on tv yeah. going like but but 
you know, and I know I read like she was like, if only I was on the second season, because that's when people blossom. I was like, I don't know who told you that, but I know. I don't mm, think Sharp Blossom was gonna take place. Right. I don't th- <laughs> Although I was rewatching some of her season and it's so awkward because she's like she goes to Dorinda, she goes to dinner with Dorinda and John and her husband, and she's like saying to Dorinda, like, you know, my husband lives in the works in the same building in which we live. He was an hour late and then needed to take a shower before we went to dinner. Like, how insane is that? And she's saying it to her friends saying like my husband is like you know he's just taking too much time at stuff and he's not thinking of me and he's being greedy and it's like sweetie like those are like he's like knee deep in a hooker right now (laughs) he's getting his christmas bonus right he's waiting for her to finish so he can come join you oh that's bad please i hope jules does not listen that's my fear but like when you were like her whole thing where she was like oh like was wasn't it like she was in miami and she was calling and like he wasn't even able to go pick up the kid or something i'm just like like a grandma had to do it right i'm like honey he's like he's like absentee thousands of miles away like there's you have a whole family happening at home and he's not even those two elements aren't even together back there i wonder what their situation must be like because when they filed for divorce i forget who filed it might have been him it came out obviously that they have no money which is so that was one of those seasons where you couldn't help but feel for bethany because she was calling out the fact that this was like completely ridiculous like their hamptons estate was completely ridiculous that was something that was going you know like they were going to be paying for that for decades to come it didn't make any sense they didn't seem to have any idea of what they were doing construction right construction didn't make any sense like jewel spent like a thousand dollars on that like bagel brunch for a hundred people which you would think would make her perfect for the show and yet still like she was still a little bit of a downer because I think she was too meek. New York, you can't fuck around with these women. No. Well, and you know what? I, 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 now it's coming back to me, Celine Dion. I mean, really, it, the whole the, no one would ever make light of an eating disorder. She talked about it incessantly. Yeah, I mean, she was thin and Jewish and Asian, and Done. that was her. That like was that her storyline. And wasn't her weren't wasn't her tagline like? exactly that as well oh my God, i don't even remember like i think it's just like there were, like it was so like stereotypical like it was like a gong and she turned around and then that was it it was like a jew and an asian walked into a bar and then they had me if i okay. remember correctly right. which it was is not all, all it was missing was the gong and then the one know. thing about jewels that i thought was actually interesting was bethany had a lot of reticence and sensitivity getting anywhere close to her because bethany walked in the room saw jules and was like this is a trigger right. for me Been because of, that. right because of the whole thing with her mother and whatever and maybe also bethany herself i mean i don't really know but the whole thing with her mother certainly was like a big warning bell that like she's sees a woman who's obviously in trouble in some way yeah. with some sort of eating disorder and she doesn't want to get close to that but watching jules try to explain to bethany Painful. that she needs to talk about things and then bethany being like you need to understand that i can't hear that was actually made you feel for jules in a certain way because right. Jules was trying to figure out how to express herself, and Bethany was like, we are not having this conversation, right. which made you sympathize and empathize with Jules, but it just wasn't enough to keep her on. Yes, and and yeah, it, it wasn't enough to keep her on. I mean, and I, and I have, I don't know why, I'm trying to, the concept that I feel like I'm completely dumping on Jules and Kelly, and I'm like using them in my... <laughs> Like my, tell me. No, no, I'm just saying, like, like you're either boring or odious. Either way, I don't want you on the show. <gasps> Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. So, and nobody is nobody is boring or odious on New York. 
I agree now. with you. I was concerned for Tinsley, I have to say, because just because of her background as like socialite, I watched her and old her, reality show yeah. it was terrible. Like I just didn't know what was going to happen. Like if she was going to completely destroy this beautiful glamour. I mean, like genuinely like phenomenal empire that is Real Housewives of New York. And it actually kind of works. And do you know what I think? She's an okay weak spot. I, yeah. And I think what actually proves that is her storyline when she came along and that never, ever ended, which was boring as fuck is you're not grateful as a house guest. I mean, that would sink anyone. But somehow Tinsley managed to not be sunk by that hideous storyline. You, you didn't give Sonia a gift and then you gave her like that. That was like pantygate on Beverly. Like, it was just like, oh, my God, enough. I can't hear about this anymore. And the fact that she's that's a really good point. The fact that she survived it. Right. And like, that it actually kind of worked as like a D plot. Right. Was actually kind of good. Like the fact that she gave Sonia a five thousand dollar gift card to and her a photo of herself. And if, it doesn't make any sense. It's like so stupid, but also like. My God, like, look at you giving everything, all of Coupon Cabin's money, what throwing it, all of it at Sonia Tremont Morgan, and it's, like, working out. Isn't that relationship, by the way, I, I'm like, I want to go on 18 different tangents, but that relationship with Tinsley, which is now over, and you, yeah, call, him, you call him... Rest in peace, Coupon yeah. Cabin, yep. Isn't that every relationship ever, where you, they meet, you go, wow, she's this beautiful woman, here's a guy who is average, and I'm sure he's... <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? But I, I don't even he I don't mean that average. as an, as an no, insult. No, that's all I'm men. sure he's wealthy and, and all that stuff. I don't want to know how much money he has. I don't believe it's a lot. But uh, it might be a lot. I never really thought he was wealthy to begin with. But that's what I, I'm very confused about all but, of it. But yeah. he seemed nice enough. And, right. But, but basically, he meets this woman who, if you're watching from afar, you're going, eh, she, he's, he, like, she's like a step up for him. Like, she's super, like... Right, she's Stylish, gorgeous. Whatever. She's on a TV show. She's got stuff happening. I mean, she 100%. has this like Holly Hobby style, but guys don't really know that there's anything wrong with that, and they just she's think a she's Polly cute. Pocket. Right. right. So the fact that then the relationship, so he should be grateful, and then the relationship eventually morphs into uh, her squealing and screaming when he opens up the door and like oh my god you're here and you surprised me and she's trying on dresses and like sh- like she's somehow shrilly became like she lost her power in that relationship like he suddenly became the guy who was like oh this chick's a lot and so she's like then chasing him that's what it seemed like to me i've i that's such a good point i actually hadn't considered that before i think that's really interesting and also it it doesn't it that's a lot of women in relationships that's what i'm saying that relationship to me is like the girl is oftentimes better than the guy and the guy is oh grateful God. to have her you have no and then idea she's this trying is like ultimately, the entirety of my history with hinge which the, i just joined oh and Jesus. i want to kill myself well you because here's the thing don't try as hard because it seems like that relationship it continues to cycle over and over again with women because they feel like they have something to prove to the guy and they get really really intense and the guy is almost like like what what did she like about him? I don't I don't really see like I never saw I think them. He was be- like a nice guy, which at the end of the day is like a goal. Like women go above and beyond to to show what their goodness to men and men are like you'll do like it doesn't it's it's an unequal it's an unequal relationship. There's no reason so- why she should be screaming and squealing when he walks in the door when they haven't seen each other and there's clearly the like when the show came back and it's like we haven't seen each other for a while i'm like what happened like i thought like i thought he was never gonna let this you know person behind peace go yeah and then suddenly like there's problems i'm like oh 
Another another said, lady bites the dust. Right. And she also went on Watch What Happens recently and was like, we broke up, but like, don't worry, because we do that a lot. So we'll probably get back together. And I think she was saying that in like an optimistic way of like, don't worry, this happens all the time. But I'm thinking yeah. like, if you guys are breaking up a lot and it's not just about the fact that he lives in Chicago and you live in New York City then maybe this isn't a good idea, especially if you're worried about, like, defrosting your eggs. Yeah. Like, maybe it's just not kind of meant to be. I mean, and she, I mean, she's not paying the freezer bill, and she's letting this thing go. I'm, right. I'm, how serious is she? I don't know. She's serious enough to try on a dress for, like, five to seven or camera seven people. Of them. <laughs> I know. Those dresses were not great, by the way. I'm so sorry. Shout out to Amsala, but they were not for me they, so much I, it didn't even matter what they look like she was right. never gonna wear any of them no she was never gonna this put down that 60 percent deposit right. this like is it's the just dress not I wore gonna... on real housewives right. i do it was a nice little shadow for them i guess it was like good press or marketing or something for you know a fin- it's like a well-known designer it was just kind of strange okay wait so we need to talk a little bit about um dorinda sonia whose yes. side are you on dorinda v sonia crest um, or dead husband uh, they both have a good the, I, I am of the Dorinda mentality of you just can't compare a death and a divorce uh, and and yet um, and so when so, when Sonia's like yes you can I was whatever, whatever I'm like mm, mm. okay um, <laughs> but then you also go I just feel like Sonia couldn't defend herself in a like it just seems like bullying because Dorinda is so overpowering like I just it's like watching it. That's painful to watch, to watch Dorinda go at Sonia. And the fact that Sonia, it's not a fair fight. It's it's not not a a fair fair fight. Even if Sonia like throws the first jab, she's going to get knocked out every time. It's going to be a quick battle. Yeah. Three seconds and she's down. Although last episode, she was able to kind of pull her shit together at the Mayflower. They said that on camera, but did you really think that Sonia were like, wow, she really dropped the mic on that one. (laughs) All you really got was people going, good for you. You finally (laughs) stood up. And I was like, oh, oh, she finally stood up. Bethany just said she did. It must have just happened. That's exactly right. She'll never bring it up again. Ever. (laughs) Well done. What do you think about Sonia and Bethany as besties now? Which is so crazy considering during the Tipsy Girl era. Bethany was like, you are fucking dead to me. I think everyone is looking at that as convenient. I think they've been on this show together long enough that she probably... Bethany has... It seems seemingly everyone is coming for her and everything is very stressful. And Sonia is just not stressed. So I think she's probably... Sure, she needs an ally. But also, Sonia is so... I don't want to say simple. But she doesn't she dwell... She is simple. She's and a I just simple don't want to say it. <laughs> Um, but so but I think it that's, needs to be said. I think that's probably the vibe that Bethany needs. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't question it in the same way everyone else does. Like, oh, isn't that convenient and what have you? I mean, I don't know how you go from you're dead to me. Don't ever look at me again if right. we're in the same room. But that happens so much on these shows. And I'm just kind of like, that must be in your contract where you're like, I just get over shit fast. Like, I could never, as much as I would love, like, we start with our tagline and I'd love to be on the show. I would last maybe... like through the fourth commercial break because I am Italian and I hold grudges. So I will remember everything you ever did and we'll never be friends because of it. So the fact that they're like, now we're going to go and dress up in elf costumes and roll around the ground naked. I'm like that. How do you get to that point? I don't know. I'm going to stab you in your sleep. Right. Do you think some of it is because they know that they're on a show or do you think some of it is like, they just don't want to fight. They need to have somebody in their corner where it's just a little bit light. It's like more fluffy. It's like, more cotton candy you know i am fascinated by the franchise in general and i have 
whenever I meet someone professionally or personally who is somehow involved, Mm -hmm. I grill the fuck out of them. So like I've known producers of the show, uh, Erica Jane is on hit the floor season (gasps) four. So I I was all up in her ditty bag. I was like, so tell me. So it seems like the producers really want you to win, but then they also really exploit, like in terms of just wanting to yes. keep the. Jo- I was asking questions. What did I, she like, say? I asked people about edits. I'm like, so I know a little bit more about the show. Um, first of all, she was completely lovely. I didn't know who would show up because you know it's you know her persona is very larger than, but this was also before the season. I, I cast her before the season aired of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So when I cast her, um, she was arguably like probably top five popular housewife across the franchise. Like she showed, like she, no one has made a debut. Like she has. Right. It was phenomenal. It was like, boom, I'm here. And everyone loves me. She loves pasta. I was uh, into it. Not, not Vanderbump rules pasta, but like actual carbohydrates. I was 100%. So, so people loved. And so then when I was talking to her, she's like, Oh yeah. Like they know not to give things away. So I knew I wasn't going to like get story. Yeah. But I definitely got the impression that she got, that the that the season that hadn't aired yet might have taken a a, a turn. She knew that, she got a bitch edit. Maybe, maybe, or or our bitch edit, or or things happened that didn't go her way. I don't know. But basically, she was like, "Oh, this season's going to be interesting." What? And then I watched, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like that was like a complete. How do you think? A real housewife will know that. Do you think they'll know because of the way that other women are speaking to her or because the producers are, are talking to her in confessionals in a certain way where she knows that, that it's going to suck? That is the question that I am always trying to get answered. I'm like, how are you aware enough? Like when you talk about Bethany and Sonia, for example, and like, do they want to not fight or do they know that they're on camera? Well, I I don't know how they micromanage and seem see, and seem to know the storylines that the producers are going to focus on because they film a lot of shit, and the producer will cull together the storylines out of that. And there's a lot of stuff on the cutting room floor, what have you. And so I'm like, how do you know, for instance, that this is going to be a big thing and will even appear in the show? And they all seem to be aware and not caught off guard by the fact that, oh, I said this thing. And it becomes a thing, and that's going to be this season, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, how do you even know? They shoot, like, a bajillion hours. And yet you know how to play. Like, when you said, oh, Bethany's kind of throwing some things to the producers about Carol maybe saying. I think she's hoping. She's hoping that in the months and months that they're shooting that something will come up. And that this will play in well with the rest of the footage. And and yet, how do you, I mean, now she's a veteran. Now Bethany knows how to figure it out yeah but i just feel like that's that's the one thing that new housewives are just so on a learning curve about like there's how do they know what to say with which producer how to do like that whole like oh somebody sent me these photos of tom and this woman at the most whorish bar in new york yes by the way i'm really i'm not I don't live in New York. I live yeah. in LA. You want to go and to the Regency? Every time, yes. Every time I come to a city, I go, oh, I'm going to ha- give myself this tour. And last time I was in New York, it was my Sex in the City tour where I took a picture on the Aww, stoop and all that. Oh, so cute. Exactly. Adorable. It's, 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 it's gross. And so, <laughs> but now as I'm sitting here, you're watching me go, I need to go to the Regency. You need to go to the Regency. Like, it's great. Immediately. It's so weird. It's actually right by here. You could like go quickly and um I'm a gape. You can't you can't hear it. <laughs> 
but I'm a gape. <laughs> it's on like 60th and Park. Yeah, I'm on so and so and whatever. But 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 so I would I would go online and I would like kind of read about how and everyone's like oh the all the theories about how Bethany got. The yes. producers actually yeah, yeah, took yeah. the photos and right. sent them to Bethany, and she right. did the whole. Like, I always wonder, like, how in bed are you with them, and how, how you know? I'm, I'm. So those are the things. These are all the questions that I, uh, my my journey. Oh my god, I'm is so to find all that shit out. And I'm so back. into your. I'm so into your journey. I can't wait for you to come back and report back. I mean, because I think this is really interesting, and it's also interesting to get someone's perspective who understands production. I mean, you work on a TV show that's blown up. I mean, that's really fascinating to get your perspective as a, a, a kingmaker on a show, but also a super fan. I think that's really I, the fact that I was the fact that I had a character that I was like, I would love Erica Jane. To, and by the way, oh. she's credited as Erica Girardi on the show. Oh. Mm-hmm. Is she stepping away from Erica Jane? I don't think she's stepping away from Erica Jane, but I think that she is aware that Erica Jane and Erica Girardi are two different people. Yes. Um, and so I think it was important to her that that she's she is somebody who, to me, she's in, I found her to be incredibly charming. Let me give you an Erica Jane moment that I feel yeah, like. Yeah, please. If, if however you're feeling about her right now, let me tell you something that happened on set. And Can't I just, wait. While we were there, I didn't know if she was going to be, I didn't know how she was going to be. And so uh, I was expecting different, who knows, like maybe she'd be the Frost Queen. And, you know, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's you don't diamonds. know if she's going to be like, like who knows? Right, right, right. right. So uh, we were, you know, and, and she... I, I, I cannot stress how nice she was and they're not all nice. And she was very like gr- grateful for the opportunity. I'm like, you could buy and sell this show. Oh like not God. just me, but the entire production you have. I mean like the amount of money that you yeah, have in your crazy husband, money. like crazy money, but, but the fact that she was grateful for the opportunity, the opportunity. And, th- and I was like, uh, she, just, she seemed humble to me yeah. in a nice way, but smart and not a fool. Okay. So, um, we're sort of sitting there, what have you. And one of the, uh, someone from the network is like, oh, you know, my wife is a huge fan of yours. And she goes, call up right now on FaceTime. <gasps> and so he's like, are you serious? She goes, yeah. So he calls her on FaceTime and the wife is, uh, and then as soon as the phone, you know, the FaceTime goes up and there's Erica Jane. Is this a wife like lose her shit? Loses, like rest in peace. Loses yeah, she her died. fucking mind. She died. And she's, I mean, it's like the kind of thing where you don't even hear what she's saying. It's yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> whatever and like it was it was his wife still talks about it and it was just she didn't have to do that she didn't have to go call she didn't have to do whatever whatever and she it was it was such a great thing that she left such a great impression on set because it was just so however i don't know what goes on behind the scenes of the show i think there was something going on at that reunion that was not on the reunion well i thought it was that she was somehow either she was like in negotiations for next season and didn't want to give a lot and so she was super cold or she was just over it but she was not good tv i don't think either of that is true and i also don't think it was not a migraine right i also don't think it was like oh she had a migraine something happened something serious happened what was it was it serious she was was, over it there was a couple of well i don't know if andy stepped in it in the very beginning with that whole like has your husband read the book oh yeah that was touching because you know it was like like you just saw like the she was pissed there was like the uh, suddenly the rigid like yeah yeah um and but it wasn't just that it was like and who has and can be like he was he was getting he was going in a place that you could tell 
She didn't want to go. Yeah. Now, maybe she just had a headache and was like, I don't want to talk about this because I have a headache. But um, but something was something else was up during the reunion. Do we know, by the way, I'm now I'm getting my news from you. Do we know who's actually coming back and who's not? Not for Beverly Hills. I thought they had to pick up their op- – but I guess they don't have to announce to the world. Uh, yeah, I feel like Atlanta, be- they always are like, hey, guess what? This happened yesterday. Well, speaking of Atlanta, there has been some casting news that I want to get your thoughts on. Beverly Hills, I don't think anything's been announced. There were rumors that Teddy was definitely a yes to be back. I actually liked her. Yeah, I liked her because I also felt like she was doing something. Like right. she's not, she's nobody's favorite. Nobody's gonna be like Teddy's my number one. Right. But I like, like I like fine. to look at people's Instagram numbers and see like oh, how the they really hooked in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or the non-growth. Like there are certain housewives I'm like, damn, you can't even crack. Like I know hundred k. Like that's not great. Right. Yeah, I think Tinsley is like still working her way up. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> she and Teddy can, can just like have like a makeout <laughs> yeah, session on TMZ that. and get those numbers up. Teddy can be her accountability coach <laughs> and keep her 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 numbers accountable. Um, yeah, I think. <laughs> that they haven't made any major announcements yet on beverly hills they're still trying to figure it out meanwhile huge news allegedly in atlanta i do not believe it um that kenya's not back Mm -hmm. i think kenya may or may not be back and there's some sort of contract issue and there's probably some sort of shenanigan with her husband not wanting to film and that probably affecting like they're threatening her not to bring her back if she we can't see her marriage whenever Mm. but allegedly i'm I'm so i'm on the edge of my i am dead over this allegedly phaedra is back i don't believe it Ooh. why would they do it she's such a liability why would they do it wouldn't candy be like go fuck yourself like why I why mean, would that happen candy's would... the lvp of atlanta candy has all the power well and so then i go does she know how big it would be if phaedra came back who's the she candy does candy know? yeah i mean not that she needs phaedra by any by any means right. but the idea that she, see phaedra is an, is a perfect example of someone that i love and i hate like and when I say hate, I mean get the fuck off the show. I You're hated terrible. her. She the the I don't even know like rape style gaslighting right. shenanigan. It was disgusting. Isn't that a lawsuit? Like at a certain yes. point, isn't how that, is that not a lawsuit? And then the whole weird lady with the but whatever. But 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 yet the one quote from the entire season that I latched onto was hers where she was like talking about the party she threw. She's like, I didn't tell the people to bring Lottie, Dottie and everybody like <laughs> the way she, and then she sits right. on a straw and, and she delivers, you know, the good stuff. But I, I, I actually feel like she did step over a line. Right. And, I don't think you can. And by the way, so did Portia. And yet Portia. Right. Yeah. I thought that it was enough that Portia was back. I was shocked. Portia was back. Right. I was I agree. shocked. Portia was back. So allegedly like Marlo has like half of a peach and Eva was going to be full time. And then I know. And That's then not e- even Marlo just want Marlo just, is desperate. Marlo is the Daniel Strop of Atlanta. Marlo is willing to do absolutely whatever it takes and does not care and is wouldn't cutting it, an evil. Wouldn't it be great if but Marlo like, and Danielle got into an actual physical brawl? Who would die first? They oh, would both. Daniel. Danielle. Dan- she'd yeah, snap Marlo, like a twig. Yeah, 100% Marlo too. Um, but, but Danielle would like bring a Goomba, whatever, <laughs> with like eight different rifles right. stuck in his pants. I'm sorry, like, but you don't think Marlo would, she, yeah, you don't Marlo. think she'd have her, this would be like a Michael Jackson <laughs> beat it yeah. battle. Marlo could take her down in a jiff. Kenya is another one who I, she frustrates the hell out of me. Yeah. I, this is, I mean, I know it's like rinse, lather, repeat. I'm just the same with all of these people and i apologize no i love it kenya to me is someone who like i go what the fuck is the point you're so salty you're so petty you're so like everything you say is nonsense that only you believe and yet there is something compelling about her 
I think that her confessionals are amazing. And I think that I, I would like her to stay. I don't really, I don't want Kenya to go. Portia, I feel like, uh, wah, wah. Yeah, not Portia, not Portia. Uh, uh, Phaedra. Phaedra. Yeah, I think that Kenya but is, Ke- Ke- Kenya's Ke- more real now than she ever was before. She can't stay and do the same thing, though. Here's what Kenya needs to do. And I think Kenya's following the Luann plan. Luann, to me, is like, uh, I don't want to call, I, I'm trying to think of what to call her. Not a, she can't be killed. She's like the term, like just when you think uh, she's run out of right. usefulness, 100%. in comes Tom. Okay, now she's <laughs> run out of usefulness. Oh, now she's sliding out of her right. handcuffs. And like Luann knows how to regenerate those limbs. <laughs> she is not like oh, like I the, the season that she I don't know if she was a friend. I don't know why she was on as much, but they gave her like the special. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where I grew up when I was a oh, kid. Oh yeah, she was the only person that got it. Right. Like, it so weird. Right. Whatever. But so then. And she wasn't really around. I was like, I if she was, I'd be surprised if she's on next season. And then next season, in comes Tom. Please don't tell me it's about Tom. Like it was, she was so good, right? And then now the like, sh- and now she's like transformed into like a human, right? And now she's a cabaret star, right? She will never end. She is like a more successful Tamara Judge, whereas Tamara Judge on OC reinvents herself. You know, she was um, Susie Homemaker. She was Jesus. She was like rest, not wrestler. She was like bodybuilder whatever she uh, she was upset mother she constantly has a new role i think luann's is more organic and possibly also more shocking um because i have no ability to stay on point what was your immediate first reaction seeing Teresa judice judice in her like full body bronzer wrestling first off i refer to Teresa and joe as Teresa judice judice um judice okay great you need to have all three pronunciations Mm -hmm. um i was shocked and i was also like oh she's 100 percent taking a page from tamra's book and has run out of things to do i also thought she was just going to continue on the trajectory of like being miss yoga self-help books right which i actually thought worked it worked for her story going to the clink and coming back and like working on self help and she you know may or may not be able to know how to cook so it's you know like the who knows there are rumors that her mother was like the whole person that was doing all the cooking and all the recipes and whatever it doesn't really matter um but i was shocked to see it but not necessarily surprised if that makes any sense her instagram is so boring she was singing some song that i don't remember the name of and t kyle who's been on andy's girls was like doing insta stories and stuff and was like just watch Teresa sing as mm-hmm. she like drives through new jersey and so i 100 percent watched like 10 different insta stories of Teresa just like singing along and it was everything it was really? okay. the best tv that Teresa has done in the last six years and it only lasts 24 hours and it was <laughs> and it was gone i mean like can you miss it i mean i think New Jersey is like my least favorite mm-hmm. of all of them, of all of the still alive franchises. I don't know what's going to happen with Joe. There are legit news reports that he's straight up going to be deported. Mm-hmm. And Teresa's response is like, Italy is beautiful. And it's like, I don't think that the primary breadwinner is going to step away from her lucrative TV job to right. move with her you know, criminal husband to Italy where they have like family in that little village that we saw when they like toured with the Manzo 700 years ago. But like, I don't see, I think she's too into this now. She's a genuine celebrity. She's a Bravo celebrity who was able to become bigger than that because of serious legal issues. And I don't see her walking away from that. And also they have 700 daughters. So like, What's going to happen to those kids and, who and are going to be in high school when he gets out, right? Or I, I feel like all I want to do is ask you specific questions that I have. Oh, do and it. you just touched on one of them in the 700 Daughters or what yeah. have you. Where'd that one come from? 
Which one? Gabriella? The, whatever the one that like is like the normal one that looks Gabriella. like. Gabriella. Suddenly she was like, hi, Ma. I was like, what? <laughs> I, there's like the ones that are all like little versions of each other. And then this girl's like, hey, just back from school. I'm like, who's this bitch? What? <laughs> Who, who are you? <laughs> no, it's Gabriella, who Damien Bellino, who's OG of the AG, co-creator of Andy's Girls, is, like, obsessed with because she's so over it. She, like, she's fucking like, hates the show. She's like the other Osborne's daughter who's just like, I'm Amy. not going to be on camera. <laughs> Amy, who nobody Fuck knew all about. all y'all bitches. The smartest Osborne of mm-hmm. all of the Osbournes because they like were all fucked. You feel like this daughter, this Judy J, is the smartest. Yeah, Judy's. Yeah, 100%. James, this was so amazing. We have to go to the after show because I have so many. I have, like, fire... Um, what's it called? I have like a lot of like questions. I'm going to fire at you because I have, I have serious questions relating to who's your all star real housewife cast. I have some other, um, sassy cues for you. Can I do it shirtless? Obviously. Okay. Well, we're going to be having sex during it. Oh my God. That? We had a verbal, I have it's to a say, binding contract agreement. That I, I'm, t- I, let's, let's go. Okay, great. Press record. PNV. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, such a pleasure. So watch our after show, which will be up on TV party on Wednesday, download TV party from the app and then go to original series. And you're going to see a fun little cartoon of me holding a martini, which I love, which I got from the Regency. Don't be jelly. Wow. Um, James LaRosa, tell everyone your, um, social media. It's James LaRosa. It's really boring. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's other James LaRosas that are like the real James LaRosa. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, oh my God, are a, you the fake one? I'm the, I'm the one who just got on Instagram first. Oh, Sorry. yes. Yeah, so. I'm super into it. I had my, all of my social media on lockdown. Like, no, it was just friends only. And I just put it on public. So, yeah, so you're like QRZ99. <laughs> <laughs> it's um twitter at sarah galley instagram at dame galley maybe we'll do a little selfie after this <gasps> guys james this was such a pleasure come back to new york tomorrow i guess you need to come back soon because we need point, to talk are about we going to the regency i can't go with you after this no, after that we're gonna talk. well i mean how long are you in town hopefully after we bone you'll be like all right we'll go we'll go sit, at, we'll go sit in those to... famous two bar stools <laughs> where everyone's lives are you ruined. and i 100 percent verbal binding agreement are gonna find ourselves at some point at the regency just don't tell me it was about tom it wasn't about tom obviously it was about tom. okay <laughs> bye guys such a pleasure james Thank love you, you die for you we're gonna <laughs> take some sassy video okay bye guys see you next week bye